Welcome to a dialogue on accountability in the digital age. A dialogue with representatives of a global, multi-stakeholder community. And I'm your host, Fritz Bussemaker, and today I'm delighted and privileged to have a conversation with Pradeep Gupta. Pradeep, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much, Fritz. It's, it's a real pleasure to be on this program. Allow me to introduce Pradeep. He's the chairman of the Cyber Media Group out of India and also the Cyber Media Research. Uh, and this is the largest specialty media house in Southeast Asia amongst India's top five magazine brands, reaching out to over 1.5 million uh, business decision makers. Now, Pradeep has been an industry veteran for over 40 years with, and is highly reputed in the IT industry. And he has mentored over 300 startups. He's also the co-founder of the Indian Angel Network and also the recipients of numerous awards and recognition. So again, Pradeep, very much welcome to the program. Thank now, you very much. Yeah, the traditional role of media is providing a source of information, but also being a watchdog. Uh, which roles does the cyber media group play? And maybe you can expand a little bit what actually Cyber Media Group offers. Okay, so, so you're absolutely right that, you know, uh, any media group provides content as well as it plays the role of the, the watchdog. Uh, and, and I think we play both these uh, roles. Uh, we started in 82. At that time, uh, the information technology industry was just taking roots in India. You know, I'm talking about pre-PC days, right? Uh, in 82, we started uh, with our first title, Data Quest, and then we came out with PC Quest and so on. So we have always been part of the evolution of the entire information technology industry in India. And, uh, uh, you know, we helped catalog uh, what was happening, but we also helped shape the directions. You know, we... <laughs> Uh, ensured that there would be healthy debates that would uh, take place in our uh, magazine pages so that, you know, uh, directions could be given uh, in terms of, you know, what needs to be done. And then, of course, there was also the role of not just influencing, but also being a watchdog that if we felt that something needed to be corrected, that we would give our opinions on that. So okay. I think it was a composite sort of a role that uh, we gave. Uh, and then, you know, after Data Quest, PC Quest, we started with voice and data, which was in the telecommunication industry, just when India opened up uh, its telecom sector. Uh, and so, again, in terms of shaping that sector, I think we have played a, a tremendous role. In that. Okay. Can you give us some examples of a uh, uh, situation where you felt, okay, now we need to uh, steer the discussion or steer the outcome? Oh, absolutely. I mean, several of them, uh, you know, right from uh, uh, the time when, uh, uh, you know, India was uh, still looking at what operating systems it should have. And, you know, we, uh, we became the, the uh, great votary for uh, Unix-based uh, systems, and then whether it was open source, and then after that, whether it was, uh, you know, in terms of bandwidth, because uh, we started the campaign in India that we must have uh, very high bandwidths available, uh, you know, for corporate and individual use and, and so on. So uh, it's, it's an endless list, you know, the, the mobile revolution, we played a, 
a significant part in uh, that entire revolution and so on. So, so absolutely tremendous amount of, uh, uh, you know, uh, roles in terms of uh, ensuring uh, that the industry grow, uh, grows in the way it should. Excellent. So not only just focusing on the, the, the benefits, what the technology offers, but also give warnings, look, we need to uh, manage this. Now, absolutely. So for example, currently, uh, we, have, we are talking a lot about deep tech because we feel that deep tech is something that is going to change, uh, you know, transform each and every industry. And so uh, we were the first to hold a deep tech conference and, you know, we are continuously uh, pushing that particular agenda for the, the current okay. Uh, time. Okay, could you maybe give us a definition of what you mean with deep tech? So, you know, it is all the various uh, things which are happening in terms of whether it is AI, ML, 5G, crypto, blockchain, uh, you know, AR, VR. Uh, and what we are finding is that each and every industry, just as it got transformed when PCs came in, just as it got transformed when connectivity happened, just as it got transformed when mobile uh, devices came in, these industries are going to get transformed completely, you know, in another uh, 15 years or so. So, you know, that's, that's the thing that we are uh, today talking more and more about. Okay, I got that. Um, now, if I now, um, move over to the general media. You see, the last couple of years, there have been a lot of attacks on the media as providers of fake news. Um, have you been a, a, a victim of those attacks as well? Uh, not, uh, not really. Uh, you know, we have got uh, very good processes. Uh, we do fact checking and so on, uh, and therefore, uh, you know, we have not really. So, you know, let me just take a step back and let me uh, distinguish between two different things. Uh, one is that I can have a different spin on a news, right? And the other one is fake news. So, fake news is when I'm using deliberately wrong information to to communicate a wrong sort of a point or create a different kind of a, a situation. Uh, however, the same incident which is happening may be interpreted by one media house in a different manner and another media house in a different manner. Okay. Uh, so, so that is the spin that you, you would like to, to give to a specific thing and you may have different opinions and uh, you know, that yeah, we are fine. a technology uh, media house, but in the in the general media, you will find that there will be people who will support uh, one view, people will support the second view and the third view, and they may look at the same things happening in a different manner, right? But when it is a deliberate attempt at giving out false information, or based upon things which have actually not happened, then I think that is something which is, which is really uh, bad and needs to be corrected. Now, most media houses, at least I can talk about India, have got their internal systems in place. Uh, and in fact, uh, that is the reason why when the government has come out with this uh, ethics code, the Indian Newspaper Society has uh, 
uh, reached back to the government and said that we should be exempted from this because we already have processes which are built in the, the, the editor is uh, uh, part of the entire process and we share you know the responsibilities of the editor, the, the publisher, the printers and so on. And, and therefore we have said that wherever there are existing systems which already are ensuring that uh, that news is uh, checked and then after that it is presented, you should not really be uh, going after the uh, the ethics uh, rules and so on uh, that they have come out with. Okay, uh, so you've requested to be exempted. Uh, any reaction to now, uh, today? No, and uh, what we have said is that what they have actually given are rules while we okay. are governed yeah. by the yeah. best yeah. Uh, act and Therefore, acts take precedence over the rules, and so so we are we have actually not shared who should be the the uh, ethics officer in our companies and so on because we think that our editor is the person who is doing that, our publisher is the person who is doing that, and that is something uh, which under PRB Act we have already shared with the government. So we don't need okay. a compliance. Okay, now because the the nature the, the focus of um, your magazines, your publications is information technology. I am assuming uh, you might have a better than average understanding of what the effect is of uh, say fake news or uh, and how to mitigate that. Um, do you also play a role or do you also help other uh, media organizations to deal with uh, these type of attacks and uh, the fake news? Uh, so, you know, most uh, media houses uh, in India, if there are technical related issues, you know, TV channels would uh, uh, from time to time reach out to us if they need uh, some technical uh, related information and so on. So yes, to that extent, uh, yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that media has been complicit in fake news. Governments have been uh, uh, complicit in uh, fake news. You know, uh, political parties have been complicit in uh, fake news. There are, and, and I'm not just talking about India, you know, whether you look at US, whether you look at Europe, you look at any uh, country, you look at the parties, you know, everywhere it is the same kind of a thing which is uh, happening. Uh, you know, we are living in a very polarized uh, world. Uh, and so therefore, uh, you know, very often uh, my version of truth may be different than your version of truth. Yeah, now that obviously that's uh, from a historic perspective uh, has always been the case that we have our own personal uh, interpretation of the information. Uh, so. But I was just wondering uh, the fact that we now see this in a digital environment, how has that changed the game? Oh, it has, uh, <clears throat> it has completely changed. You know, because now you are having algorithmic uh, uh, behavior, uh, algorithmic behavior uh, uh, changes being brought up. So what I mean is that, uh, and then there are there are enough articles on that that how 
people don't want you to move from what you're watching and therefore will continuously keep on algorithmically keep on feeding you things that you are showing interest right so therefore the entire thing uh, uh, gets magnified and it's not just uh, uh, magnified in terms of you know that i'm again and again being uh, fed with certain messages it is also mm-hmm. getting amplified in terms of the, the reach to similar yeah. minded people and so it, it becomes a, a double whammy in a way, right that i if i am of a certain belief yeah. and i keep on getting more and more stuff on that right uh, if i like entertainment and i just keep, keep on getting the more and more dose of entertainment 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 then you know some somewhere my senses start becoming immune to other things which are going to be relevant to me yes we, we yeah we do see sorry go ahead yeah yeah and and sorry. i was saying that and furthermore uh it also then starts creating these communities and these communities uh, start getting uh, created automatically without i mean you know without human interventions and so on so it's a, it's a very very uh, dicey path that we are uh, trading right now yes now uh, uh the comment i wanted to make indeed we see the creation of echo chambers uh your bringing people together with the same beliefs and also technology allows us to, to see that as well um so do you uh, the fact that that's happening uh, do you see uh, a way the media uh, can coach the general public uh, to better deal with the news and its news sources so um have you do you have any thoughts on that yeah so you know we we been doing that uh, in the past also so you know uh, that how do you vet the entire uh, thing look at the source you know look at from uh, who is the person who has forwarded it uh, uh, to you uh, you know don't rely on the whatsapp university uh, yeah so there are number of different kind of things and there would be a series of articles that we would have done in our magazines on on this particular uh, issue but uh, uh, i'm afraid that you know we reach out to a very small percentage of people bulk of the people uh, get these messages uh, uh, and believe uh, them in totality and would happily forward them to a few other groups and so on and, and so you know yeah i it's a very difficult problem to tackle yeah now i, I do see some uh, specifically social uh, i mean media uh, outlets out there um flagging information where they themselves uh, indicate this might be uh, uh dubious information so there's at least some kind of little warning there uh, look the this might not be what you think um is that uh, what do you think of that approach and is that uh, enough no so you know different approaches have been uh, used for the on websites for example you have certification you have uh, you can get into the quality of the website and stuff like that you know uh, there are fact checking sites uh, that are available but Uh, again my point is that that is actually touching a very very small percentage of uh, people very few people uh, 
you know, I mean, I have a, a news group uh, mm -hmm. of uh, all the people uh, from my batch of uh, IIT. Okay, so it's a it's a group of about sixty of uh, us, all engineers, so all mm -hmm. well educated and so on. And of course, we have uh, uh, you know plenty of uh, different kind of views amongst uh, ourselves, and somebody uh, saying that this is right, and somebody saying. Uh, this is right, which is what the world should be, you know, there should be healthy debates and so on. Yeah. But then in come these uh, videos which are forwarded by somebody who, who received them and uh, then somebody will do a fact check and say, hey, listen, this is actually wrong, right? Now, if this is happening with, uh, uh, with an IIT group, a very well-educated group where only about 5 or 10% of the people are actually checking, right? Whether the source of information that yep. they've got is valid and the stuff that is going out to them is good. Then what about, you know, the, the, the billions of uh, Indians where there will be a very, very small percentage of them who will actually uh, do any kind of verification, but will just go by whatever algorithmically they are being served. Yes, and unfortunately, that what you're describing is on a plays out on a global level. It's not just India. I mean, you see it in Europe and the States as well. Uh, so, do you have a role? Do you want to play a role? How to govern digital technology from as a media house? So you know, it's it's a it's a uh, it's it's not a simple task. It's a tough task. But I think the uh, one is that we need to have very robust methodologies of fact-checking, right? Uh, and then after that, there should be uh, traceability. You know, a lot of this fake stuff is happening because traceability is very, very low uh, because of, uh, you know, jurisdictional problems and, and so on. So, so there has to be traceability. And then you know, the intermediaries definitely need to play a role. They can't wash their hands away and say mm -hmm. that, you know, we are just uh, intermediaries. Um, you know, there is, uh, how can we check? Today, if technology has created a problem, technology can also find solutions. Yes. True, it's true because um, you could argue uh, we're talking about a 21st century issue. Uh, and so far, uh, what, what we're observing is in a lot of cases, we're trying to use uh, 20th and 19th century solutions to resolve that 21st century issue. So we keep on referring to, okay, we need to have rules and regulations. Uh, but you could argue the speed of development uh, from the digital technology uh, is an issue for the fact how rules and regulations are being developed. So to what extent should we also be looking at next to the rules and regulations, because we're still going to have to use them, but looking at other ways we can govern uh, the development of digital technology and specifically in the media in, the, in this case. 
No, so uh, very well put. Uh, you know, we are trying to solve 21st problems, uh, 21st century problem with the 20th century mindset and with 19th century laws. Okay. So I, I think uh, we need to find these uh, uh, solutions uh, which are digital in nature. Uh, you know, essentially, uh, there, there has to be ways in which uh, I'm not saying control uh, user-generated content, but you need to build in some accountability in that entire uh, system. So it is not that, you know, uh, I'm all for uh, freedom of speech, but uh, there have to be checks and balances that uh, must get established there. Yeah. And we need, uh, therefore, 21st century laws, we need 21st century solutions to find out uh, uh, how this this can actually be done. Okay, now, when you mention we, um, do can you clarify who do you feel we should be? So who should be at the table to um, come up with some kind of solution? Yeah, so, so you know, I think uh, a whole lot of these debates will actually start with uh, groups like this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, where it is essentially a, a social discourse that uh, happens, various kind of things uh, that are discussed out and then uh, based upon that. But ultimately, of course, this will have to be brought out by uh, having uh, the right laws. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, different kind of governments will uh, need to implement them. Uh, that is the way we will uh, have to do it. But yes, it will be civil society, it will be groups like this, which will actually uh, do the thinking and come out with possible ways of addressing these issues. We live in a world where, because you, you spoke about uh, this from an Indian perspective, being one of the biggest democracies in the world. But we also live in a world where we have uh, different cultures and different ways we govern uh, ourselves. So do you have a take on how to deal with that situation? Um, I am not really, uh, you know, an expert on uh, this area, but yeah, I think uh, we will need to find different kinds of solution for different sort of uh, societies and systems. Uh, perhaps what we need to look at is uh, you know, as has happened with several other uh, laws, uh, that you start picking up practices which are the best practices happening in different uh, systems and say that this is something that is well balanced, you know, has the right uh, sense of jurisprudence and therefore this is what should be applicable as a policy and as a uh, law uh, in specific countries. Okay, now, fair point. Um, uh... So then coming back to uh, your role um, representing one of the major houses in Asia on media, um, do you have an idea of how, what, what's your ideal future uh, look like in the next five or 10 years? Um, what, you, uh, what are you aiming for as an organization? Okay, so as an organization, as I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, you know, 
our focus for the next uh, 10 or 15 years is a whole lot of uh, things which are happening in the area of deep technology, right? Uh, so that is what the focus is going to be. And uh, by the way, that itself will bring out a lot of those issues that today we have been discussing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that when you start getting into, say, robotics, then, you know, there are whole related uh, questions about, uh, uh, you know, process actually going completely berserk, uh, you know, th that sort of a chance uh, uh, always is there. You know, when you say fly-by-wire, how much of that flying-by-wire uh, needs to happen so that you ensure that the wire is absolutely safe or uh, and we have had uh, you know situations like the Boeing uh, situation uh, where uh, the computers were actually overriding the, the humans mm -hmm. and so on so you know different kind of issues are going to come out as technology keeps on uh, progressing further when we are talking about virtual reality and we are talking about the metaverse then you know what kind of uh, uh, presence is uh, going to be there and I mean it's a completely new kind of a definition that will uh, happen in the metaverse uh, right uh, yeah we'll see Jim uh, yeah we'll yeah yeah we'll see Jim uh, move to the metaverse as well sorry will you as an organization move to the metaverse as well I I don't think uh, any of us has a choice not to, okay? Uh, because once the, the technology is there, uh, once the users are going to be using the, the technologies and once people are going to have alternate presence, then, you know, you need to be able to, to as a media, play a role in the real uh, universe as well as in the metaverse. So, you know, we will have to, all of us will need to have... Uh, products and services which are available there. You know, the messaging, the communication will happen there as well. So, okay. I... Now, uh, a couple of final questions, because we talked very much about how you roll from a media house uh, and your your take on uh, accountability and the, the result on news. Um, is the, are these also discussions you have uh, when you mentor the startups? Uh, uh, looking at digital technology and accountability? No, absolutely. You know, I mean, for the startups, I always insist that we should be looking at these issues about accountability and so on, because, you know, uh, ethics uh, is something uh, uh, that is, uh, you know, you need to, to lay it in, into a startup ecosystem right at the very beginning, right? Because if it is not there as part of the DNA of a company while it is growing up, it will be very difficult to subsequently put in that uh, DNA in, in any kind of company. So that's something that uh, I always, uh, uh, you know, insist that there should be proper amount of corporate governance. There has to be proper ethics that uh, the company must uh, maintain. Uh, that's something which is absolutely essential for uh, the startup. Okay. Hey, uh, Pradeep, uh, I want to thank you so much for thanking your shots, uh, your, your thoughts and experience uh, with us for uh, uh, our Institute for Accountability in the Digital Age. Uh, I'm very happy to hear not only you're looking at accountability within your own organization, 
but also passing on that vision that it should be ingrained in the DNA of all the companies you are mentoring. So thank you for sharing that. And um, I want to leave with asking you what your final thoughts or takeaways are for the audience. Uh, so uh, first of all, uh, Fritz, uh, thank you for uh, uh, for this. I, I really love this uh, discussion, very free-flowing, and you know we uh, hopefully covered a, a lot of uh, uh, ground. Uh, would love to get uh, engaged in uh, uh, any way in the future in uh, various discourses that uh, we we have uh, around this particular issue because I think. This is something which is absolutely uh, essential for humanity. Great. Well, let's continue with the discussion then. We'll end for now, but we will be back. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much.